This is Wellbeing Well Said, the podcast with me, Sarah Maloof. Join me as I chat with fitness gurus, business owners, wellness experts, and other inspiring individuals as together we dive into what it means to live well. Hey guys, happy Christmas week. If you're listening to this, the day it airs, it is also also our three-year wedding anniversary. So I wanted to do something special and bring my husband, Matt, on for the second time. If you haven't heard him, I linked episode 17, the episode we recorded together last year. We go more in depth in that episode than we do this one. This just t- chats a little bit about our relationship and the little advice or input that we feel like we could give um, to those who asked. I also wanted to go ahead and apologize. I tried so hard to be on top of it with the audio. He had to record this while he was at the office and I was at home. I sent him with my second mic. It didn't work. So our audio is a little bit off. Um, And so sorry if you're turning it up and down and up and down as you listen to adjust. But we did what we could. And without further ado, I hope you all enjoy this brief little conversation I had with my husband, Matt Maloof. Hey, babe. Hey. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Thank you for doing this with me again. Um, For y'all listening, I have my husband, Matt, on with me today. And this is fun. We have done this once before. So if you haven't listened, I went back and looked. It's episode 17. Can you believe it's been almost an entire year to the date? It was the end of December last year that we recorded together. And I think that every year, personally, we change and grow as a couple, we change and grow. So I'm glad that we're doing this a full year, pretty much a full year later. Um, yeah. How are you feeling? What's up, babe? Uh, it's good. I'm just tired today. I've been really, really busy, but thankful. And um, yeah. I asked on Instagram if anyone had any questions and we got some good ones. Um, like I said, we've recorded before, so go back and listen to that episode. If you want to hear more of Matt's background, we talked in that episode a lot about his family life, growing up his job and things like that. And today's questions are going to be more centered around our relationship and where we currently are in our marriage. So, um, again, I'll be sure to mention that show, that episode in the show notes, but for those who don't know you at all, why don't you just briefly introduce yourself, Matt? Um, Hey, I'm Matthew Abad Maloof. I'm from Greenwood, Mississippi. I moved to Oxford in high school, moved to Memphis, Birmingham, Oxford, Greenwood, North Carolina. Now I'm in Madison, uh, then back to Greenwood. Now I'm in Madison, Mississippi, 34 years old. Uh, I am in the custom clothing business. Um, I sell clothes to people. And, uh, I love it. Yeah. Okay. So let's just get right into it. Let's just get right into some of these questions that we got on Instagram and we'll go ahead and right off the bat, just acknowledge the few questions that we inevitably got about babies and children. We do not have children. We are not there yet, but by choice, I don't say that lightly because I know that a lot of people struggle with infertility and we will have children. Um, I don't know when, but that's that. So (laughs) the next question, people ask, what's our favorite things about each other? Do you want to go first or should I go first? 
Uh, I'll go first. Um, okay. My, my favorite thing, I mean, that's kind of tricky. That's, that's like a slippery slope right there. Like, <laughs> How do you mean? <laughs> listening to this answer, if you don't answer this right, then um, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> well, what, in your opinion, what's your favorite thing about me? And then I'll say my favorite about you. Uh, that you're just genuine. You're very loyal. Um, you always put God first in what you do. Um, and I don't know. I'm trying to think of cool answers. No, that's good. You don't, Matt, just chill out. You need to just, you just need to be yourself. Be honest. There's no right or wrong answers. (laughs) Okay. Well, my favorite thing, one of my favorite things about you, I'd say is that you are, I like to call you kind of a gentle giant. You're a big guy, but you have a meek and mild spirit and you're quiet and humble. And you speak kind words of affirmations. You always, you're good about complimenting not only me, but my friends, my family. And I love that about you. Um, okay. This is a good, this is a good place to go from there. Cause like I said, we've talked about each other individually enough and our upbringings enough on the last episode. So here specific to marriage and our relationship today Someone asked for newly married couple advice. So we've only been married three years today. If you're listening to this, the day it comes out. So we're not pros, but we do have some experience now under our belt. What advice would you give to a newly married couple? I mean, I'm not qualified to give advice on anything like that. Um, but just from my experience, I mean, just listen and try to learn from your partner and, um, um, talk things out and be really patient. Um, even if you're dead set on being right, try to uh, understand it from their point of view and why they think that way um, and vice versa. Um, yeah. But just uh, mainly just take time, be able to take time out of your day um, to focus on that person, make it a priority. That's great advice. I love that. The one thing I would add for advice is learn each other's communication styles because people communicate differently in different scenarios, like even fighting people fight and disagree differently and learning that there's really not a right or wrong way. It's just different. And then being able to respect how that person, how your spouse chooses to communicate or not communicate in certain, certain scenarios, and then kind of adjust accordingly, if that makes sense. Um, okay. I, this question is hard, but I really like it. What are some insecurities either of you have learned to accept or overcome? I don't know if that's specific to our marriage or just personally or what, but, um, do you want me to go first or do you want to go? That's a tough one. I don't know how to answer that. I think it means like, I'm trying to think, I guess in a marriage, ideally you, it's kind of like holding a mirror up to yourself. You know, you definitely feel more insecure about things because they're more put to light, but then you're also more secure and more confident because someone loves you so deeply and well, ideally too. So I guess it's kind of a double-edged sword because I feel like in a marriage you become more vulnerable to insecurities. And so being able to 
it's easy since you know that person so well to like kick them where it hurts. So to say, if you so choose, but also, you know, how to lift someone up very well, if you so choose. So I think that I can't think of anything specific, like I'm not going to call either of us out on a specific insecurity either, but I just think that when you're married, you see both the good and the bad so clearly in each other. And so it's just choosing day in and day out to choose to see the good over the not so good. (laughs) I don't know if that answered that question correctly, but that's how I took it. It's good. Okay. Someone, someone said food question mark. Not really sure what that means. I'm going to take it as it means who cooks and do we eat the same food? Do we like the same food? I think we touched a little bit of this, a little bit on this last time, but we both cook. We both like to cook and I can't think of anything. Either of us won't eat. What about you? Uh, you do most of the cooking for sure. Uh, but yeah, we both cook. We like to cook, like to eat. Uh, if we can't decide on if we're going out, like on a certain meal, I think we compromise pretty well. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I started answering or asking this one earlier and I think I accidentally skipped over it, but what would you say are the realities of living with your partner? This person said she's prepping herself. She's about to move in. And so what would you say is the honest, honest truth about living with your significant other? That's, uh, I mean, that's a good question, but it's so vague. Like, I don't know where to go with that. Like, what is the truth about living with someone? What's the reality of it? We cut this part out that we just had because we're annoying each other just on the, on the interview. This is the reality of living with your significant other. You get under each other's skins, but then you get over it, move on. So splitting, this is a good time appropriate question splitting time during holidays with both families. Do we do our own traditions? Just us two. How do we split that up? Etc. I'll answer this because it's pretty straightforward. We've done the same thing since we've been married. So, okay. Obviously, like we've said, our anniversary is December 22nd. So for us, it's been important to carve out at least that day to not quite be with all of our family yet. We've done different things. We've traveled, we've stayed at home this year. We're staying at home on our anniversary, but you know, that's our time. And so then we go on the 23rd and 24th is when we spend time with Matt's family. And for us, we've gone to my side on Christmas day and usually stayed a day or two after as well. That works for us. That might change when we have kids that might change down the road. Who knows? Um, we're also fortunate enough to live within driving distance of both our families. So it's not a big deal to get up and leave one in the morning and go to the other. Um, we don't have a lot of traditions like holiday traditions, just us yet. Um, I definitely would like to, when we have kids, but that's how we do. I think you just, I will say, I think you have to be part of it is sad because part of it, part of you knows, like it won't be the same as growing up. You're never going to have every minute of every holiday with just your immediate family again, because you have to sacrifice that time for your new family, your in-laws which is great and so fun, but you have to be willing to compromise to make new routines and new traditions around the holidays for sure. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you, you said it perfectly. You just have to be willing to compromise and sacrifice and Mm -hmm. sacrifice missing one dinner 
you know, with the family is if that's the worst thing that could happen to me, then I live a great life. (laughs) We're also really fortunate though, that we both love each other's families. And so it doesn't feel very sacrificial because we like being with each other's siblings and parents too. So we enjoy it. Um, (laughs) shout out to all of you who might not feel the same. I I don't know. That might be a little bit more difficult to be willing to compromise and split those times. But if you love the person, you'll do it. Yep. Um, this is a really good question. Helping each other with personal goals. How much time or how much do you help versus let them independently work? I'll say it one more time. The category I would say is helping each other with personal goals. And then the more specific ask is how much do you help versus let them independently work? Uh, I think you help if you, um, obviously if they ask for help, mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, um, I guess I'm trying to think of an example of a goal, like, cause it can be annoying. Like when you see somebody every day and when you ask them about your goal or whatever, like, Hey, did you get your work out in? Like, no, leave me alone. Like, mm-hmm. But I guess it's just letting the person that has the goal come up with the, with the right answers, just kind of guiding them, not telling them what to do. Uh, and it's just with anything, uh, you know, couples, work, family. Um, I don't want to be right. I want to be for what's right. Um, yeah. 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 You said what I was going to say. A big, big part of that is, well, did they ask for help? Because I'm a fixer. Matt knows this is probably really frustrating at times. I'm a fixer. I like to get things done and move on with it. But I've had to realize that, and this goes for serious, more like actual skill set and like goal setting and all that. And it also goes for like just the silly day-to-day things, you know, I can, I could help. I could have answers. I could come alongside, but if that person doesn't, if your spouse or significant other doesn't want that help from you, doesn't ask for that, doesn't want your advice, then it's going to fall on deaf ears. And not only that, it's going to actually be really frustrating. And so I know, I know it can also be frustrating if you see a lot of potential in someone and you want them to improve themselves in some way or some skill, some skill set. And I think the best way to maybe do that without really doing that. And Matt, you jump in if you think this is right or wrong is just to encourage certain things like compliment certain things, instead of saying what they're not doing right or what they're lacking in, maybe when they do something that's really sweet or they, you know, you're proud of them for a long day's work or something that, you know, something like that, where you can chime in and be like, Hey, I'm so proud of you for doing that today. Or, Hey, that's awesome that you knocked all that off your to-do list today. Or you know, I'm, you're really getting it at the gym. That's awesome. Stuff like that. It's just more encouraging instead of like, Hey, you're do, you could do this, this, and this better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it goes back to listening. Like you don't have to say anything to the person. Like if somebody wants to achieve the goal, I can't make you achieve a goal. Like what I say, like, it's up to you. If I want to sell a certain amount or get a certain percentage of body fat, like, it's, it would be immature of me to think that, um, 
you would help me do that. I mean, not that, I don't mean to say it like that. I mean, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. It's not up to anybody else. Mm -hmm. Like it's not up to me. It's up, you know, I ask for God's forgiveness and strength and um, wisdom and patience and stuff like that. So it's up to him and me if I want to achieve a goal. So do you think that your significant other helps to increase the want to achieve a goal or to, or to change or improve or whatever? No, people change for fear of loss. Um, I can't remember. They changed for three different reasons. I read this in the book um, like four years ago. I'll have to come back to it. Okay. But um, people change whether you just want to personally, fear of loss, or there's one more. Anyway. Hmm. That's funny. I, I think that my personal opinion on, on that is that people end up changing more so when the vision and the why is actually bigger than themselves. And I think sometimes that does have to do with your significant other, but maybe that comes from fear of loss. I don't know, but I think that it's easier to let yourself down than other people down, especially someone you really care about. For sure. Sorry, we didn't really answer this question, but <laughs> I think the biggest thing we're trying to say is you can't change someone unless they want, they're not going to change unless they want to, they're not going to improve unless they want to, but just listen and come alongside and encourage them and compliment them when you can. Exactly. <laughs> what is our favorite thing we've done since we've been married? Hmm. Mm. Why not mine? Our favorite thing we've done as a married couple, I guess that's the same thing. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, we travel a lot. I mean, I loved our California trip, uh, honeymoon. Um, I don't know if there's one particular thing, like favorite uh, moment. I feel like we're always trying to replace um, our top five uh, best times. And so <laughs> that means I think we're living we're moving forward and living life like this past weekend was so much fun. Like it was so random. That was, I guess <laughs> that was a favorite moment. I don't know. What do you think? I think our most monumental has been our move to Mississippi. I think that our moving together and then more specifically buying the house that we live in now, I think that there's so many fun moments that we could label as favorite, but I think as far as how it's impacted our relationship and how it's grown us as a couple moving here to a place where neither of us have lived before and creating a new home together and buying a house and creating friendships and a whole life here that I would say has been the most definitely life altering monumental type thing we've done together and getting a dog, of course, getting a dog. Yeah. People ask me when we're having babies, we have a baby. His name is Lesko Maloof. He has four legs and fur and he is our angel child. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are some other things, babe? Someone asked uh, one of our friends who will rename, re remain nameless, but you can probably piece together who this is, has asked how you survived three years of marriage with me. Do you have any advice or any input? Tread lightly. 
did how does she know that or he know that I have survived? Oh my gosh. Rude. Mentally I'm dead. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um it goes back to taking care of yourself before you can take care of other people and love on other people. Take care of yourself mentally, spiritually, physically, and then put all your effort into other people after that. Mm -hmm. Because I think we've both seen in our own lives when we're not taking care of ourselves, it's like, how can you show up for someone else if you can't show up for yourself? And so, and this really goes back to the question we were just answering too, about helping someone improve. It's like, if you just do your own thing and kind of live your truth and, you know, try to seek or try to better yourself, it's really hard in a marriage for the other person not to try to want to do the same, at least to some extent, because you want to be on the same playing field. You want to have the same, I mean, no one's like clones of each other, but generally speaking, if you have the same goals and drive and values, it's going to push you closer and closer to each other. But that starts by implementing good habits on your own right yeah and it's hard i mean you got jobs and different you know tasks and things to do every day sometimes it's hard to and, and you um let yourself down because it's easy but that's uh that would be my answer Okay. Anything else you want to say? <laughs> uh, are there any other questions? There were some just like, I, I didn't really want to get into all the ones about your job. Are you growing up? Cause we answered that in the last one, the last episode we did. I think the biggest thing is just to talk about like, oh, well, here's one I didn't ask that we don't feel like we're at all qualified for. Sorry for the person who asked, who asked about, um, financial advice for newlyweds, because I feel like we could be definitely better about that as far as budgeting and getting on the same page with all of that. But, um, luckily that hasn't been something we've really thought about or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but I was just going to say, I think that more than anything, it's just realizing that people change and grow and evolve. And it's inevitable that every single year of marriage will have its ups and have its downs, you know, no one's perfect, but I do think that every year we've grown a little closer, gotten a little stronger, gotten a little better. And I hope that that continues, but it's definitely something that you've got to just choose to work on every day, but it makes it that much sweeter when you're choosing the other person, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. What would you tell your what would you tell yourself three years ago today as we're recording this, the day before you married me? Uh save more money. Uh, <laughs> practice patient. Patience. Patient. Practice patience. Um Mm, be a good be the best listener you can be at the time uh, I don't know that, that's, no, that's I good patience is a good one 
Patience is a good one. Um, yeah, you had, you touched on some good things. Patience and listening are two big major keys. And I think any successful marriage for sure. Neither of us know what we're doing. We're just literally having a casual conversation. So thank you for those who submitted the questions. Hope we gave some sort of input or advice that felt helpful. Um, message either of us. If you want to connect and ask anything more personal, we'll be very honest with you. And yeah, we hope that y'all have a very, very Merry Christmas. Thanks, babe. All right. Thank you. See ya. Talk to you later. Thank you for listening to this episode of Wellbeing Well Said, the podcast. If you liked what you heard and you would like to support me, it would mean so much if you would subscribe to the show, rate and review, and spread the word. Tell your friends, tag me on Instagram, all the things that really does help me grow and helps me create more content that I can put out for you all.